Hi guys, it's Nathan here from Headbangers. Today we're joined by the boys at Cold Steel. If you haven't heard of Cold Steel before, they're sort of a crossover band. Um, they released uh, an EP in March this year. Uh, absolutely incredible EP. I recommend everyone checks it out. Um, this one, we just talk about everything, everything to do with hardcore, some of the past gigs they've played, um, playing to metal audiences, hardcore audience, stuff like that. And as always, all things music. Um, so yeah, if you like the podcast and if you want to support us, don't forget, We've got a Patreon, and not only that, we are on social media, so make sure that you follow us on all social media platforms. It's Headbangers Podcast, except for Twitter, where it's Headbangers Pod 1. And don't forget to drop us a like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and leave us a rating if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or any other streaming platforms. But without any further ado, here's the episode. Welcome back to the Headbangers podcast, where your host Nathan and Brad here today. We're joined by the boys in Cold Steel. How are you guys doing? Start off with. Hey, we're doing, doing good. Doing pretty good. Uh, I'm Jose. I, I'm vocals in Cold Steel. I'm Raph. I do guitar and backup vocals in Cold Steel. Awesome stuff. Well, we, we do like to start off in a certain way. We like to ask them, what is your funniest tour story or gig story that you can recall? And sp- don't spare the juicy stuff. <laughs> Gig story, you, uh, you gotta have a good. I, nice know, I, only, I just went to tour last year with my uh, my other band, Head High, and we did an East Coast tour with Two Piece and Malice Strikes. Um, I don't know about the funniest one, but the craziest thing I probably saw was in New York. There was a lady with uh, a bunch of pigeons that just happened to look super freaking real, and they were all just fake decoys. Besides, like maybe two. That was the craziest thing I seen. She seemed super content. I was like, yo, what is going up with this lady? This is far out of the normal. What's going on? <laughs> I remember that one. That's amazing. Reminds me of those like um, you know, like that guy, I think he's on like YouTube and he does like the pigeons aren't real videos. Yes, yes. Yeah. Reminds me of that. Florida <laughs> man. Fucking riot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but if I bet if you saw her in New York, he'd be, he'd be like, "She's proving my point. She's proving my point." <laughs> yeah, my first thought was like ho- the lady from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, basically, basically that's like, why. Yeah, that's yeah. literally what that's it what was I like. Of. I was like, "Yo, am I am I am I tripping right now, or like what's going on?" Yeah, yeah, I thought about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, EP is an absolute banger. I've had it on repeat yeah, sure. since I found it. Um, absolutely love, absolutely love it. Uh, there's so many great bits in it. What I wanted to ask you was when you go in, went into write it and everything like that, what was your influences sort of going in? Uh, honestly, it, it started originally, um, you know, and, and a lot of people have done this before, but we started with, um, you know, the divine comedy, um, you know, Dante's Inferno, just, you know, obviously stories like hundreds of years old and, um, you know, uh, all the elements of like the different levels of like hell we're like, well, you know, obviously that's kind of like a nice uh, template to use to kind of like reference life, like different things and different situations. And originally we were going to go like nine tracks and we were kind of trying to stick. And then we decided to just loosely use it. And then, you know, of course, just like, you know, just talk about, I guess, what's going on, you know, like inside, you know, like our our, our minds and what's going on in the world and all that good stuff. Um a lot of elements, you know, I, I think we just try to be like relatable and like, you know, just hit hard, man. 
Sharp. Well, I mean, I mean you, you'll comfort. get an open started on a, you know, Dante's Inferno. It's like one of your favorite yeah. books, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I read it all, and like I was there, like to say this was written like hundreds of years ago. I was like, this shit kind of holds up. It really like, does. Minus right. some yeah, of the, really the re- like, yeah, it does hold up like really well. Like it's just like you're reading it, you're like this is fucking amazing. Like, it's a story. <laughs> it's a story that just it never gets old, you know, and it kind of puts things into perspective, you know. I, there's so many things I think that are based off of, you know, like the divine comedy, like, you know, just good and evil, light and dark, you know, and I guess Cold Steel, you know, we're trying to kind of be like, a, a, we've been told that we're like a sword band, you know, like kind of like that, like hero, like Conan, you know, type of vibe. That's definitely another inspiration, you know, a lot of film and um, yeah, different books and, you know, obviously different musicians. I'm sure that's going to be a question later on. Um, but yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, awesome. have you ever read the other ones from the the series for Dante's Inferno, like Paradise, uh, Paradise Iso, Purgatorio, and stuff like that? To be honest with you, I have not. Have you read any of them? Oh man, I absolutely listened to like the audio booklet of it as audio. I'm an audio <laughs> Yeah, no, that's yeah. not. No, no, dude, that's good. I'm probably gonna listen to the audiobook. So yeah, yeah I'm an audio book. Oh, man, the audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Book oh, reading. Man. I don't have the time to spend for that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier. Yeah, I've tried, I've tried so many times. Like, I, I do enjoy like the process of reading, but like, I have to do audio books. I don't know what it is of me, but like, every time I try and start a book, I have to like read the same page like five times because I just don't consume it. So I have to yeah, right? yeah, yeah, all this an audio book. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think we're we're living I, in that day and age. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's going. I was just gonna say, I've always been like a read. I've always been like a always like a an actual book reader and stuff because like. I, just, I don't know what it is. I, I I find it's like really calming, right? But like Brad, I've been trying to convince him to read Lord of the Rings like for ages, and he was like, "I need how to work long... my up to that first, you know." Oh uh, yeah, like because he went, "How long, long roughly, roughly did it take you to like read them all?" And I was like, "Oh, about... it must have taken me months to like read all of them because I was just sat there like going, fuck me, like because <laughs> it really drags on at certain parts." Why are you there? Like reading it, going, All right, wrap it up, man. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I wish. Uh, I wish I. I had that gift to be able to sit there and actually read a book, man. Because there's so many amazing, phenomenal books, and um, you know, believe it or not, like I. I don't read. Um, I don't read as much as I should. I'll say that. So, um, yeah. definitely, audiobooks has helped the game a lot. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, so I if, yeah. if I'm I, I need to finally read Lord of the Rings. Um, but if I read it, it's probably going to be an audiobook form. Just no, like, literally hours, so it's like I just have to get onto that audiobook if I really want to get onto it. You know, so that way I could just listen to it while I'm at work, just grinding it out. Yeah, man. Lord of the yeah. Rings another inspiration for you know the band as well. So I'm just because you guys brought it up. Yeah, I, I mean. It's my favorite film franchise of all times. But like, if I was going to get down and really try and do that audio book, I think I need to like level up a bit first. I'm not high level enough of reading ability to to start on that <laughs> yet. You know, start the easy stuff first. Um, it's obviously like you said that you you know you you were influenced by Dante's Inferno. I also saw like you know you when you marketed the the new album, the new EP. Um, you mentioned that you know it's people should support each other in 2023 like you know like emotionally and everything like that was that like playing into that as well because obviously Dante's Inferno I guess is quite a you know a story about humanity in a way and like you know 
do you think that feeds into it as well? Like it's about sort of mental health and supporting each other and going through the dark times. Does it all kind of feed into each other in the lyrical content too? Um, I would say a big fat yes to that. Absolutely. Um, because, um, I mean, I, I think that's what music's like all about is you want to be like as relatable as possible. Um, you know, I'm telling my story, but I'm also telling other people's stories like, you know, through the music, you know, it's, it's, it's story time every time for like every track that we've ever written. Um, because stories are as old as time. I mean, you know, things that have been told throughout history and, you know, like, you know, uh, generations and stories that get passed on and whatnot. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to like tell stories and whatnot. Um, so mental health is definitely like at the forefront of like everything that we talk about. Cause it's pain, you know, yeah. it's something we all deal with. And I guarantee there's at least one track that we have that people can, you know, find some comfort in knowing, damn, I'm not the only person out here who feels that way. I mean, we have songs about, you know, just dealing with anger and sadness and dealing with drugs, you know, uh, it's all the cliche stuff, but it's all the stuff that we all go through, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I always find like when I'm writing lyrics, that's why I always lean into as well. Because I think like if it personally affects you, you're more passionate and the words are easier to sort of put on the page. Um, like I just literally just finished um, writing a track just about like how sometimes some friends are beyond helping. And it's like having to move past that point and being like, okay, you know, like I can't help you anymore. And having to just be like, I'm going to have to back away. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that I think everyone's sort of had that situation, but, you know, having gone through it myself, just writing that was just so easy because it was sort of like, this is how I felt. And this is like finally being able to reject it out and get it out. And it was really, really cathartic, really. Yeah. Life experience, man. It's great material. Oh yeah. hundred percent. More substance too, or substance. Yeah. You know? yeah. Instead of just like writing, just to write and just like just throw words on paper and just have like word vomit, you know? So to like actually Come give up with people, yeah, give, give your relatable experiences through like, you know, any, any types of means that you, you can, you know? Yeah. The visuals, yeah. <laughs> you know, even in the sounds, you know, the, the guitar riffs and just everything. Uh, we have a great team, a great just group get of your individuals. Mind, you yeah. know, going like how, how you do when you kind of read and you just end up, creating it through through your uh through your your brain with your imagination you know yeah it's yeah. it's it's oh, freeing yeah. it's freeing all right yeah i can't remember who said it but i remember there was like um it was i know it was a hardcore band but i can't remember who in the hardcore band said it but it's when they'd write breakdowns like mosh parts they'd write it to the they'd write it and imagine the mosh they wanted to see like the actual how the pit would look Yes. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's mate, it's a great way of thinking about it. I tried it recently and like the breakdown that we wrote at band practice we're like that's infinitely better than everything we've ever yeah, seen. <laughs> <laughs> like how would people react to this? How would the marsh look? Yeah. It's like hardcore market research and it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to sort of go into as well, like where obviously where you guys are from. From, um, I think if you went through like the list of like hard as fuck bands, like and what area they're from, it'd be like Tampa as like 
60, 70% of those people, like all of those bands are from Tampa. What do you think it is about Tampa that Mike sort of produces, you know, hard as fuck bands? The heat. <laughs> the, scary. the mosquitoes we got to deal with the swatting it just creates anger anger turns to, yeah it turns to drives at times you know people are like fuck it you know just create <laughs> yeah I, I don't know man like you know because tampa was I, I don't know if it is anymore but it once was the death metal capital of the world i'd say so yeah um you know we i mean we even played with like obituary and i mean which is just awesome in itself but oh, yeah. you know talk those guys like you know they were founded in tampa you know same thing with like cannibal corpse i'm not even sure if they're originally from there themselves but to think that they were founded in tampa that's pretty awesome you know um i don't know I what it municipal is waste ones as well or something. municipal waste yeah i believe so yeah i think they're out of like maybe like this the saint pete area i know that means nothing to you guys but like it's different parts of like the tampa florida area Oh yeah, I think it's still like a bit of a hotspot though for death metal as well. Yeah, yeah. Like there's still so many yeah. bands coming out of that place. Like Texas is like producing some mad. Oh, dude, mad always. Bands at the oh moment. yeah. Oh yeah. Texas. They're another competitor with Florida. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like the the thing that they've got in common is the fucking heat. So it must be yeah. the heat somewhere. That's what dude, I'm telling well, you. Well, I tell you what, it's it's not even just Tampa. I mean, you got to think it's like we have Tallahassee, then you got Jacksonville. We have Orlando, we have Daytona, Miami, like Hollywood, like I mean, all of Florida, man. Music is it's it's looking good for us down here. We have like a, a pretty nice roster. Yeah, I think at oh, the yeah. moment it's like the best the best the scene has been in in so long. Like, there's always good bands popping up now. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's a lot of know. love too, a lot of support out here, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. So obviously, like we talked about, like the concepts wise of your of your new EP, but one thing that's evident as well is just the riffs are just on point like you know as soon as you from the you know the opening track like it's just going off so like what do you think is the the key ingredient to creating the perfect riff because like there's some very boppable moments in in the entire ep it's like you've you've you you don't like use any bad riffs like everything that you've you put up is top notch so (laughs) what's the secret man uh well i guess just like getting yourself exposed to a lot of different music, just not trying to like confine yourself to a certain box. Um, also just going through experiences definitely helps out a lot. Uh, Cause then you, you're like, you're focused on that, but when you're playing, then it turns into something else, you know, and that kind of is where it kind of takes over and you kind of let, just let control go and just let it, let it happen. Yeah. I would say it's, it's kind of like the lyrics, man, where, you know, uh, the, so we have two Rafis in the band. The other Rafi, um, you know, he and I were, you know, we were kind of like started Cold Steel from the beginning. Um, and, you know, as like we've gone like, you know, uh, like through time and whatnot, like we've just kind of like found the right people along the way. But like people that like know the music, love the music, know how to write on top of it, you know, are rough. You know, our, yeah. our... I just joined like literally not too long ago, probably like five, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he came in like knowing all the music and stuff. And I mean, we were friends prior, you know, and okay. it was quite easy to just be like, hey, you know, the the other Rafi, the one who's not present with us now, he, um, you know, he brought in, you know, Rafa as well. But I would say it's the same thing as the lyrics, uh, getting back to uh, your question, um, that it it pretty much is life experience. Um, because I remember sitting with Rafi in the studio uh, when we were writing uh, 
you know, with Hunter Young, the Swamp Sound. And, um, you know, it was, you know, I mean, we we shared, you know, some some dialogue, man. We we were going through some shit at the time, uh, you know, financial trouble, like just like day to day, like life stuff. It's not even just money. I mean, like, you know, dealing with some internal issues, family issues, day to day shit, you know, and it sucks. Like, you know, when people like, you know, tell us that they wish we were a little more active because, I mean, we've been working hard. We've just been like in the shadows about it. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I would say life experience is the like biggest thing because we shed blood and tears and sweat, all uh, blood, sweat and tears. Sorry, I should have said in order. Blood, sweat and tears in that studio, man. You know, his fingers were definitely bleeding. Um, we definitely cried. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, just raw, pure emotion uh, is really what it is. Life experience, man. That's how we write. Yeah, for sure. I think like the thing is people on the outside, you know, don't know what's happening inside the band's camp. You know what I mean? Like you could be like, oh, I wish they were just doing more right now. It's like, you know, when the band, like you said, are probably doing like as much as you possibly can to like produce the as much as you can at that time. But yeah, you man. Know, circumstances get in the way. And it's especially like, you know, you know, you know, unless you like fucking Metallica or something, like you you probably got other shit going on, like other jobs to work, other things to do like family experiences so like you know it's you got to find the time for it but then obviously when you guys do you produce gold so thanks man thank you you so much (laughs) one thing as well i wanted to ask you obviously you mentioned that you played with victory you've also played with trivium so you've had like sort of the exposure from the metal audience as well as like the hardcore audience what would you say is like the key differences between the two when you're playing live with them the key difference i don't know Oh, wow, nothing, man. We uh, honestly, every show, we've always just aimed to play better than the last. Yeah. We've had some shit shows, you know, we've had some some shows like where maybe we just, you know, maybe like partied too much or whatever, you know, at the time, you know, this is earlier on, like when we first started Cold Steel. But since then, we've learned from those mistakes. I think we take it pretty seriously now. Um, you know, some of the boys still have their fun. Um, and honestly, we get shit done every time. So uh i say we just honestly just try to play every show like if it's going to be our last we just try to get nastier and nastier every time try to make sure everybody has fun you know not stumble on my words so much when i'm like talking to people and shit you know just getting better you know every time <laughs> all right, all right. i the- think that's what's it, that's what's interesting now because like before like 10 years like you'd, you'd been like what's the main difference between like the crowd at a hardcore show to a metal Sure, and like they'd be like, "Oh, it's this, 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 this." But now it's so integrated; it's becoming to like a point where it's it's just so interesting now. Like you just see such a nice mix of people, or either a hardcore show or metal show, and it feels like now there's no that silent beef between the scenes, like that (laughs) like existed for no reason. It's just great. Can I can I ask you something? Yeah, are you are you just correct me if I'm wrong? Are you wearing an idol shirt? Yeah, 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 idols. Are you an idols fan? Yeah, yeah, dude. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you want to use it for for the podcast, but one of my biggest inspirations. I love idols. I've seen idols uh, up to this point three times. I've my... never had the chance to see him. Um, oh my but... god, dude! What a great show! <laughs> oh my god, you're oh, you're mate. absolutely love them. Well, it's crazy because like so like me and my friend Caleb, um, I've been friends with my mate Caleb for like almost, well ten years now. Um, yes. We listened to them when they had like twelve thousand listeners on Spotify, when they just yeah. like sort of were around that range, and now they've got millions. And like it, it was just after like the ten forty nine Goth came out, 
um yeah. like that's when i got into them um yeah, but i've been man. a fan oh, of yeah. those for years dude that's wild man they're from the uk i mean where we've seen them here obviously in the states you know oh yeah well, the, the, the problem is like they don't really sh- they don't really show up a lot in the uk and when they do it sells out so much like oh. it sells out so quickly like I when I mean. when I found them when they were a bit smaller, they were playing like a dive bar in Halifax, which is which isn't too far for me. But I didn't find the event until like it already sold out, and my mate Caleb had got like the ticket, but just forgot to mention it to me. So I'm like, you motherfucker! And every single time after that, like I've not been able to see him, and like oh, it's man. like, oh for fuck's sake! But I've always Shoot, I've been a massive fan. Well, I think it's I think it's fate that you're wearing that shirt because like I, I figured at some point you guys were gonna ask like inspiration and stuff and you know hopefully like if you want to talk about you know some of your influences you know and whatnot but Idols is definitely <laughs> one of my number one so that's cool you're wearing the shirt. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love them, man. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, sorry, fellas. On to the no next. No worries, no worries. No, we <laughs> like we like tangents. I'd say There's one thing you should I've know. I've never we had like the chance to speak about them. Yeah, I've never had the chance to speak about them on on the podcast. Like, cool man. No, I'm glad. I'm and glad it's weird. Yeah, well, it's weird. I wore the shirt because I looked at him like I haven't worn this in a while, and I just. I'm so glad. I was. It's like funny because I was gonna wear my idol shirt, and I was like, "No, nah, let me just wear just a black t-shirt." But anyways, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, very cool. That was great. Those who you mentioned about like um that you you know you played with a bit you played with Trivium like you know some really big names there. Like, do you feel like when you play like a hardcore crowd and a metal crowd? Like, do you feel like they, everyone accepts you? I guess because you, you are a crossover band, you know, you, you pull as much influence from hardcore as you do from metal. Like, do you feel like you're sort of like a golden child in a way? Like, you know, people just accept you in both crowds. Do you think like, basically, like, do we get like, I, I'd say it's probably like an equal balance. Yeah. I'd say whoever's there, man. I, I honestly, I've, when we're up there like ev- like we always like talk about it it's like you don't even you, you don't even like really know what's going on because by the time like you're like done it's all the adrenaline and everything like i mean trust me i've looked out and not seen a single person like like even moving like or bobbing their head or anything and i've just been like all right i just got to keep doing my thing you know i'm going to keep putting on a hell of a show and you know and still we've gotten through and we've had a great time um, and then there's been times like where you can definitely feel the energy in the room, but it's never been a specific crowd, I guess. It's, it's yeah. you know, I would say that like South Florida was really crazy. Every time we played Daytona, it's always insane. You know, uh, North Florida. North Florida was pretty dope. Yeah, North Florida. Yeah, Jacksonville was awesome. We played under a bridge once in Jacksonville. There was like, I mean, it was after our set, but there was like fireworks and stuff during like living oh, yeah. in fear. Dude, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they from like love watching um, like shows in in like America as well. Because I don't know, like I, I think I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. There, like the hardcore shows in America just look a tiny bit better than the ones over here. Like you know, we're watching like the God's Hate videos and stuff. Like, just, oh man, <laughs> man. I am just, so fucking jealous. I, I no, man, I wouldn't say so. I think each crowd is its is its own crowd. You know, just like a, a as corny as this is gonna sound, man, just like a snowflake. Like it's just the vibe. It's just the people that are there. You know. You just try to always make it the best, you know. Be, oh, yeah. you know, I've been like, yeah, good energy. Just, just bring, you know, yeah. have fun. Even if you know people get hurt along the way, we can dust each other off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been like really wanting to go, like save up and go to L- uh, LDB first because oh, yeah. every every March, 
856 always bo- just drops the most insane clips. Yeah, from that's that what fest. we're watching. That's crazy. And like, I'm yeah. always like, I need to go. <laughs> It'd be fucking dope. I know every time like I like it ends up passing by, I'll always see like the craziest clips. And now that you mentioned it, it is always freaking LDB. <clears throat> it's not like, well, it is sometimes FYI, but I'm like, Fucking... Yeah, usually like yeah, you always get like LDB or like what's going on in like uh, uh Sound and Fury Fest is another like big one. That or Furnace Fest as well. Yeah, I've never been to any of them, man. I'll be completely honest with you. So I would def I'm right. I'm right with you. I would love to catch, <laughs> uh, to catch one of those events one of these days. Finally, once once shit just kind of like starts working itself out. Yeah, yeah. For oh sure, yeah, I've been sure. like I've been looking. I've been just like looking at like flights for next year. I'm like, how cheap can I get them? Because right. <laughs> if I can yeah. get them cheap enough, I will be on that plane. <laughs> yeah, you got to do is just befriend somebody here in the states, man. Everybody's usually open, like <laughs> their homes and things like that too. Like, it's it's easy, man. It's all love. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, like, I wanted to ask you about your your influences. Um, I also wanted to sort of ask what sort of got you into hardcore and what the, uh, do those bands still sort of influence you now as well? To put a bit of a twist on it, you want to go? um sure um actually it was my friends uh a couple like a couple years ago who got me into hardcore um my friends dylan and steve they had been in a band called fourth son and around that time when they started to uh kick it up they started listening and getting more into hardcore and stuff like that and i was just a little metalcore metal kid <laughs> like straight up like 17 um but yeah after that like they started getting into like soul search um suburban scum things along those lines. Um, but yeah, now I was like joining Cold Steel again. Um, just been listening like Mind Force, uh, Karma. Mind Force is so good. <laughs> Top, Hudson Valley, baby. <laughs> uh, Gel, um, Bane. Um, but yeah, it's just been been awesome. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> no, you got it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, but I, yeah, those would be my influences. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like you guys know, like obviously, like this is like, uh, you know, completely new to us, so it's still a little. Oh yeah, not yeah. worry about it. Honestly, I know it's been great so far. It's been awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still a little like getting kind of stuck. No worries, man. Oh man, <laughs> we're definitely a lot than when we first started. <laughs> it's hard when you're on the spot. Like, there's times where even like even I've been asking the questions and I've been like shit what what's next (laughs) well like people will throw a question back at us like people ask us something like because you know oh what you know what what's what got you into heavy music or stuff like that and they're like oh what got you guys into heavy music and we're like oh we weren't expecting this (laughs) reflection like the question yeah (laughs) uh it's cool honestly um what actually got you guys into heavy music then so like you know you've talked about your influences like what was the time when you actually first got into the heavier side i suppose um i think i'll start maybe just because i'm like older um so i'm 29 i'll be 30 this year i'm just to give you some perspective um but i'd say when i was maybe about like 15 or 16 i got into like like the metalcore you know scene like you know i was listening to like august burns red silverstein um you know and uh you know, Warp Tour was like a big thing here in the States. I never actually went, but that's like, you know, all like the like metalcore and like pop punk like bands and whatnot. Uh, a Day to Remember. They're a band out of Florida too. So, oh, you know, of course, band. like at that age, I was like, man, like I looked up to these guys and like I would go to these shows and, you know, at the end, like they're always at the merch table. So, you know, I was meeting these people. Like I met Jake Lurz like three times from August Burns Red. 
Um, and it's crazy because like I haven't heard any, you know, anything from them in a little while. And I just recently saw like something like an article on uh, on one of the the metal news sites talking about them. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, you know, it kind of started there. And then uh, I had a friend who listened to like power violence and hardcore and I had never heard anything like it in my life and i'm not going to sit here and try to like name because i've never been like an enthusiast a hardcore enthusiast um i know all the like big household names um you know of course uh because i've always been surrounded by people that are like encyclopedias for you know hardcore and punk um i have such a deep appreciation for it um i'm way too scatterbrained to like sit here and try to like you know um you know grasp like every single band but um, I will say that I've gotten like my fair share of, uh, you know, like taste of different genres. Um, again, like going from like a metalcore kid, then I got into hardcore. I thought I was too cool for metalcore uh, for like a few years. And then I just started getting into different stuff, you know, um, into my mid 20s to late 20s blues music. Um, you know, I love jazz, uh, mm. you know, and all different kinds of stuff. That's why, I like, you know, I mentioned idols, you know, I saw it when I saw the shirt because, you know, I mean, that's just like a whole different like energy. That's not necessarily metal or anything, you know, it's not really, you can't really put it in a box. Um, and I guess, oh, you know, yeah. yeah, we've been sticking with like, uh, you know, crossover um, as kind of like our like genre or whatever. But I mean, I don't really know what we are. I mean, I guess we're whatever you guys say we are, you know, um, <laughs> and we'll just keep fucking making music, man. You know, we're just having fun doing it. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's like the best way to be though. Like when it's like, well, I don't really know what we are because it's it shows it's like, well, I'm just like writing music that I like to listen to. And that's like the best attitude to sort of have with it. Exactly. I, believe, I think. Like if you if you're there like we're not going through any specific genre, it's like good because I'm just it's just I'm just writing stuff that I yeah. genuinely like. How you feel. You personally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A... Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah no i think it's important to do that um yeah i think it's so important to just approach it from that aspect Mm -hmm. for sure so i want to ask um snare from those i'll do like this question but i wanted to see what you guys thought so if you were to describe your music as a cocktail what cocktail would it be and why you do this Uh, I, i don't know uh you know you're i feel like you know the drinks a little bit better than i do Oh wait, wait! If it, a cocktail. Oh wait, wait, wait! I, I I thought they were asking like if we had to like name like all the genres. No, no, no. As a cocktail. Oh no, your your music as a cocktail. So like, if you were to describe the music in a cocktail, what cocktail would it be? And don't say Cuba Libre because that's just rum and coke. And that's what someone does. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want name and shame, but it's the most lame cocktail. <laughs> Damn man, you know it sucks because I uh I don't really know cocktails. <laughs> Me neither. I would probably say like a Long Island, just because there's so many layers. Yeah, man. You got like a couple of different different drinks within it. Yeah, a little bit of everything, man. Um, I will say that um, I lived in New York for a short amount of time and there was this bar called Double Down Saloon. Um, And there was there's only two. There's one in Las Vegas and one in New York. And their shot, I think it was their like main like house drink. It was called Ass Juice. And all it was, <laughs> listen, all it was, I'm pretty sure it was like all like like the well, like like vodka and stuff like that. Like all the different like drinks like that were like on the like little trays and stuff like that. It was like a mixture of just pretty much like all the liquors that they had. And that's what it was. 
Oh man, so, well, I mean, so, so maybe maybe we're like ash juice. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like even like a Long Island iced tea is just basically like a shit ton of alcohol, like a tiny bit of mix. It is, so, man. Like, yeah, that, so that's another. That doesn't fuck yeah, around. That's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I remember like when uh, uh, we've got somewhere called Beer Keller in in the UK, which I think is basically like meant to be like a German bar chain, um, and they do like the massive steins that they drink, but like you can also get like cocktails in it, and they did one with like a Long Island iced tea, and it oh, was yeah. so oh, much alcohol. God. I had one of it. I was just dead for the entire night. <laughs> yeah, that's no. what I was gonna say too. It's like you have one of like after like if I were to say like that would be the EP, like after you finish that EP, you're just like damn. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it suits the heaviness of the band for sure. <laughs> I've got one on that that ass juice from that bar. Uh, oh, you looked it up. Mentioned. So no, it reminded me of something that we actually have in the UK. Okay. It's called a dirty pint. Oh so no, a dirty pint. <laughs> it's like where you take you get a shot um, of every single liquor or alcohol in the bar, and it to fill the pint glass, and you've got to down it. Oh it's my the, god, dude! Yeah, that's substantially mate, worse, man. <laughs> oh man, man, let me tell you, it's the worst <laughs> experience you ever You've you done it? ever have. Oh You've yeah, it? like it's a pastime. Oh, yeah, it's a pastime, man. I think I don't think there's a single person in the UK that's never tried a dirty pint. It's it's used as leverage for a bet. It's used like sometimes when you turn eighteen, like. They'll be like, oh, you're old enough to drink now. And like, oh. maybe like your dad might take you out or something like that. It's like, get him a fucking dirty pint. Like, <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I completely forgot that the age limit is 18. So when you said 18, I was like, God damn, because like it's 21 over here. Yeah, we start young. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Oh man, it's it's it, you know if anything, I kind of think it should be changed. Because I have been in some irresponsible positions, like <laughs> being allowed to drink I was about at eighteen. The yeah. Other way, yeah. <laughs> like, no. oh man, no, 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 it's, that's too much power to have in an eighteen-year-old. Like, oh yeah, you know oh I mean? yeah. <laughs> it's like you get to vote now, but also yeah, you can I, drink. Yeah, man, holy shit! I honestly like listen. The conversation doesn't bother me at all. I love that we're having this conversation, but. Personally, I don't drink anymore. So just picturing drinking mm. that drink of every single liquor shot. Oh, you see, like Mate. we that that dirty pint that you mentioned, like that's yeah. I don't know. The only time that I've experienced having that is we've got this game called Ring of Fire, and I don't know if you guys have it in America as well. But there's a game called Ring of Fire. I don't know if it's the same thing though. It's like a card game, and like you know, the cards are all around, uh, and then there's like each. Um, like, you know, each number or like card is like a different role. So they'll be like, you know, boys drink, girls drink. And then it'll be like, um, if you put your finger up first before anybody else and everybody else has to drink. But then usually you keep filling up the the drink in the middle with all your drinks. So whether it's like spirits or beer and then whoever loses the game basically has to down it all. So it could be like a massive jug of it. Oh that's God. the only experience I've had. Another, yeah, but that's another one. Oh, man. Man. I think any mixing <laughs> any kind of like, you know, liquors and alcohols like when you mix too many of them together it's not going to be a good time no definitely a hangover (laughs) yeah honestly britain's got a very bad uh why is it reputation when it comes to drinking and it's you know what the reputations make it out to be lighter than it is like it is way worse (laughs) living here that like what there's some of the shit you see and it's like oh my god man it needs to be addressed like there should be like a public thing going guys you know (laughs) everything needs to be around this because it's like have you ever googled pubs in britain 
Like, and just no. seeing them. Well, right. I feel like I have Googled that at least once in my life. Maybe for it's a project. The entire map. <laughs> it is the entire map. You can't Holy go shit. anywhere in the UK without there being somewhere to have a pint. Like, oh, two man. minutes away. That's standard, like, man. It's McDonald's here. Oh, no. It needs to admit. It needs to be addressed. Like it can't go on. Like <laughs> it's dangerous. Uh, okay, one thing I, want... <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's, <laughs> it's awful. Like it's because it's like that means like there's it's like you, it's so hard to find things that are fun that are just outside outside. Like you know, it's, it's like that. I have to walk through like fifty bars on the way to be like go to a climbing for it, like climbing wall or some shit like that. It's, like, yeah. you know I mean? it's like it's outside of the outskirts. Oh, mate, honestly, it's awful. I've <laughs> been climbing there. What are you talking about? I have actually. I have, and it was Sorry. awful. I got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck halfway. I got stuck halfway, and like, because I'm I'm scared of heights, so they were like, right, descend. And I looked down. And I was like, oh no, I'm staying right here. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't oh, do it. I couldn't do it. Um, what 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 is your hobbies and interests outside of the band? Then, uh, what do you get, you get up to outside of outside of it? What do you do outside of the band? Uh just play guitar. Um, that's really it. <laughs> I don't really get to go out too much. I'm just chilling with my girlfriend, taking care of our house, our cats. Mm-hmm. Um, put a bit of uh, traveling. Traveling, yeah. yeah. Just traveling whenever I can. I just did a cruise like two weeks ago. Which was nice first cruise ever. So it was definitely an experience. I'm about to be on a cruise. Would you recommend? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was nice to just get away from like, because like right now we have like, it's super pollen season right now. So it was just super dope to just be out in like open air, open water, just get away from all the right. BS, yeah. get away from like the responsibilities. It's like every time like me and my friend groups end up going out, it's like I end up being the responsible one. So it was just nice to not be the like, Full adult responsible. No responsibility on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Much needed yeah. time off. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> oh. Um. For me. Um. Currently, right now. Uh. I just took the plunge, and I'm trying to actually start my own business. Uh. Oh, nice. uh secondhand goods. You know, furniture, clothes. Um. That kind of stuff. So my significant other and I. Um. Have been working towards that. Um, that is pretty much 99% of my time outside of the band, of course. Um, but really my two favorite things to focus on, um, cause like I said before, um, since I don't drink anymore, uh, my habits have changed, you know, and I have like found something that keeps me busy and keeps me focused. Like I'm constantly on the hunt. Uh, before I got here, I thought I was going to run late because I had to go pick up a piece of furniture. <laughs> As a matter of fact, just to show you, like, there is a human side, you know. Um, you know, it's, I guess, like us, even, like, you know, looking at, like, other bands and stuff, you kind of think that that's their whole life. Um, but you forget that outside of that, these are people that have, like, regular <laughs> jobs and stuff like that. And, you know, I've, I guess, worked the shit job. I've worked for my family before. And, you know, I think I just kind of, wanted to take control so i'd have more time for the band and you know hey i made it in time uh, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for uh you know the podcast so um, no respects yeah. that 
Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's cool as well. Like, um, you know, when you do imagine if you do quit drinking, like you kind of need to fill that time with something, you know, because a lot of, sure. I mean, to be, to be honest, like we know when you go out drinking, like it takes up not only just the night that you go out, but then you hung over <laughs> for like the next few days, like you, yeah, you're not sure. productive. So like, I imagine like all that time you, you can actually spend doing something worthwhile. And so I imagine yeah, like, starting your business is pretty cool to do as well. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. I feel great about it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking a break from all that stuff as well, like to just be more productive. Awesome, um, man. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking at it and I'm like, I was just like, I waste too much money and time oh, as, as often as I do. Um, That's so I think we'll, we'll I'm start... ju- I'm taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is you'll start uh I won't call it wasting money, but I was gonna say you'll start you'll still spend the same amount of money, except you'll put it towards towards sorry. <laughs> trying to get my uh my, my wording here uh okay. but you'll put it towards things that you're like passionate about like i said i still spend a lot of fucking money but um, it's just not on like the things that i was spending on before um and my big thing was too like always man like being with other people like you know like oh let me get your drinks like you know i was always like trying to be like you know um you know just trying to build relationships thinking that was like how to make friends and shit you know you you fall into that lie for so long you actually believe it um, and you know, now my circle's small. Um, I just focus on the band, my significant other, uh, I take care of my dad. And like I said, I'm just trying to start a business and just trying to fucking make music, man. Life's good. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, yeah man. Oh yeah. It's, it's nice having a like, small circle. Like I've got a small circle of friends. Like Brad's one of my closest friends. Um, hell yeah. yeah, we have like very small circles and it's great. Like yeah, man. barely any drama. You know, like barely in a drama and like, it's just like everyone gets each other and that's why everyone's so close. It's just, it's so refreshing. Yeah, like, man. I used to have big friends groups and it was just always, yeah. Like, not quantity, you know, <laughs> it's like the most drama there is, is like, Hey man, I haven't heard from you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like problem, a hour long catch up, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's squared away. It's all understandable. Nice. We all know that everybody has like their own lives and whatnot. And yeah. Just as long as we're still at in it at the end of uh, the day, yeah, yeah for sure. For oh sure. yeah, like, Grown I know people. I could drop anyone in my friends group. Oh yeah, you could drop. I, I know I could drop anyone's like anyone in my friends group and I, like a fr- like just a message being like, "Do you want to hang out?" And I I might have not seen that person in months, and I'll get a yes, yeah, sure, man. What are you doing? Like when when do you yeah. want to hang out? And it's like <laughs> those, are, those <laughs> are the best kind of friends, man, because they they have the they understand. Hell yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, yeah. So we've got one last question for you, um, sure. which is how we like to leave it now. Um, if you're in the zombie apocalypse, which member would you be least reliant on in the bands and which member would you be the most reliant on and why? You go first. I already know my answers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I might get, I might get a, I might get a... <laughs> I think Rafi. Oh, <laughs> no. Rafi might Rafi might be like, oh shit, I didn't grab that for you. And I'd be like, ah. <laughs> um, probably our uh Brandon Thrift, probably the most reliable since he's so tall and lengthy. I just climb on him like a fucking beanstalk and just be like, like freak the mighty on him, you know, just fucking wield my steel and just fucking <laughs> um but yeah, how about you? Um Honestly, I would probably have to say Raph as well. Um, but the one that's sitting next to me, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, for just just because uh, 
it, it's I mean, it's really like fresh still, you know, like <laughs> like I love him. Like, I feel like I've known him my whole life. But at the same time, I, I don't know you. OK, Damn. I would have to get to know him. <laughs> uh, it's all coming no, out I, now. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. God, I'm so sorry. No, I, dude, I, I really do love love the shit out of him. But, you know, I, I just I got to throw you under the bus, man. It's OK. Um, and then I'll okay. also pick Brandon be, just because he's just, just utilize a, me, bro. Just yeah. utilize my bone. <laughs> like, no. It's all good. Just uh, I love. I'm, so I'm a much, donor. Man. I'm a donor. For no, the no, dude. And I don't. I don't. I don't say I love anybody. But for real, it's just my friends. Uh, you know, my my our uh, my small circle and my band, and you know, he's definitely you know one of the most important people. But he's the least person, the last person that I would rely on. Uh, and I would say Brandon, uh, probably because he's just tall. He's already super tan, so I know he's like used to the heat. Um, <laughs> and I think that motherfucker could climb a tree and definitely uh, build us a home, uh, at least until <laughs> we get uh, you know um, saved. So oh, yeah. So- house i'm sorry Ralph. it's all good <laughs> well seems like the apocalypse is sorted unless you called Ralph, then you know it might be a bit more difficult <laughs> oh damn it was a zombie apocalypse why why did i go to an island i don't know why was i why was i having brandon climb climb trees for coconuts during a zombie apocalypse i know it's like i mean you guys you guys were pretty good in this apocalypse you're already in a lovely hey maybe we will end up on island. A smart man but yeah um. <laughs> That's one of my favorite questions to ask that that zombie apocalypse yeah, one because it's, a fun it's like new edition. I I tried I tried it out at band practice the other week and it just it didn't half just drop a nuke into that that conversation because it's like everyone <laughs> like looking everyone at like, each other. Oh man, now nah, everyone picked uh, that. So I like, guitarist Dylan, I rhythmic guitarist Dylan, um, nicest guy you ever meet, but the most useless person. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you, you can't, he'll Force slow you roll. down, like, he'll just slow Hard you down, like, <laughs> like slow. No, it's not even that, like, he's just a hypochondriac, like, he'd oh, be like, no. I think I've been bit, and he'll have, like, a paper cut, or something oh, like that, no. and like, okay, so I'm gonna have to cut this guy loose, he's holding he's his back. spider, and he's like, oh, no. Oh, damn, I, damn I might I might have to change my my answer to uh the other Rafi then because <laughs> I'm sorry Rafi when, when when you see this uh yeah he's definitely hypochondriac when he gets sick though uh, so I can imagine during a zombie apocalypse he's like I've been bit <laughs> <laughs> honestly like he's yeah. the worst he's the worst like I'm not even kidding uh-huh. like he's also a picky eater and that is just such a pet peeve why that wouldn't yeah, help during a zombie it, apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, it, I'd end up killing him myself. Be like, I don't want to be <laughs> a bit again. And it'd be like, ah! make some jerky out of him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, <Sure. exactly>. guy. <laughs> but yeah, but honestly, yeah. thank you guys so much. It's been absolutely amazing having you guys on. You should be really yeah, proud of that EP. I've had it on repeat. It's it's fucking amazing. So yeah, I'm, I really hope I get to see you guys sometime. Yeah, UK. dude, uh, we're eternally <laughs> grateful, man. Thank you guys so much. This was fun. It felt more like just talking to a couple buddies. Um, you know, like I said, keep the circle small, but, you know, connecting with like-minded individuals, you know, people giving off good energy, good vibes. You guys are amazing from the beginning. So thank you so much for having us. And uh, hopefully we did okay. <laughs> no, you did thank amazing, you, honestly. You did, thank yeah, th- you, thank did you to you guys. <laughs> thank you guys thank so much, guys. man. You guys be easy. And hopefully we fucking see you soon if we ever Seriously. end up... Uh, on your side of the uh of the uh what do they call it the lake on the other yeah. side of the lake oh, yeah. 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 yeah definitely yeah man. all right i love you guys so much yeah. uh thank you yeah thank, thank you guys you. so thank much you, take Have care a wonderful day. all right